0: Old-fashioned football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play underdogs, pick them for a chance to win a 100 times your money. Promo code OFFSGPN at underdogfantasy.com for a 100% deposit match. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Enter the free Daytona 500 contest for a chance to win $100 cash and a $100 SGPN gift card at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Daytona.
1: Hey, what's up? This is Sam Ocho, and you're listening to Old Fashioned Football.
0: Old Fashioned Football.
2: This deal right
1: now, you pancake eating mother.
2: All right, deal.
1: Old Fashioned football.
0: Welcome, welcome to Old Fashioned football. If you're wondering who you listen to, this is J Mark. You can find me on the X at J Mark football. And if you're wondering who us is, that's old fashioned FB. And who's us? Well, before I keep going, I got to introduce you to my co-host on the pod and in life. You can find her on the X at the Mer Mark Mer. How are you doing today?
2: Doing great, Justin. Yeah, it's been, it's been quite a week.
0: Has it been quite a week? It
2: has been already. Already. Well, it's Thursday. I guess
0: it is Thursday. Thursday. This is no longer <laughs> the uh, the the early show, I guess. Um yeah, I the Super Bowl is over. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's been a long time since we've talked fantasy football and I was like, "Why?" But it's because we talked Super Bowl last week. So mm-hmm. it's only been 2 weeks, but still feels like a long time, doesn't it? It
2: does. Yeah. Sure
0: does. It does. And um what do you think of the Super Bowl?
2: It was it was good. yeah It was good. It was so it was an intense finish because it was, we, it was up in the air.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so for I sure. I did like
2: that part. Um
0: Agreed. Agreed.
2: I don't know. I really thought it was going to go into the double overtime. And then my mom was, she just kept saying over and over, if it goes into double overtime, I will never watch football again. I will never (laughs) watch football again because of that tweet that got leaked.
0: Right. Yeah. That it was going Mm -hmm. to go in double overtime. (laughs) Um, I I did hear that Vegas (laughs) lost their behinds off of that because so many people saw that and they bet the game to go into overtime. Because naturally, I mean, if you if you think it's scripted or think anything about any conspiracies, you're going to bet that.
2: I don't know how any of that could have been scripted. Those players are not going to.
0: Yeah, I I I, I agree. Shout out to Brian Scott checking in two legends. Uh, Brian Brian Scott is the legend. Uh we we gotta get that jersey framed. I have the frame and put, it up behind, and us. put behind us. Yes. Your jersey's
2: literally over here. It's right there. Our frame <laughs> is over here. and We are just slacking.
0: Yeah, Brian. I look at it for inspiration while we're doing the pod. If it's behind <laughs> me, I can't do that. Uh let's
2: talk a little bit about whiskey. We're done. We're just done with Super Bowl. Oh, no sorry. more thoughts.
0: Did you have more Super Bowl thoughts to add?
2: No, we're good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're good, apparently. We're uh good. no, it was a good game though. Mm-hmm. Um we forgot to check our final finishing in the
2: uh Oh, the FFPC. Yeah. Because I, just I of was that. supposed to win money off of that.
0: Yeah. I think you probably I need to know did, where but... my final
2: standing was. <laughs> it's gonna be the same because everybody had the same, like what was I, thirteen hundred?
0: Some something I'll get my but money back is what yeah. I was gonna
2: get out of that contest.
0: But towards but, the end um, there everybody had everybody
2: had the same players. So yeah. first place had the same players. Yes. In for that Super Bowl that I had. So I knew my my ranking wasn't going to change. Yeah. Agreed. So I was going to finish right where I was.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Uh, let's talk a little whiskey. Did though. your
2: ranking go down?
0: No, I wouldn't change either. I had the same <laughs> two people as everybody else. Thank you very much. Uh, Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle. It's who we all have. We
2: should have had an in-house bet on that so that I would have. I won all of them.
0: Yeah, you beat, beat me in all of them. you
2: in all of them. So hey, yeah. it's glorious. <laughs> glorious.
0: <laughs> uh, I want to highlight the whiskey a little mm-hmm. bit because we had uh, our first brand educator. So not yes. a distiller, not a founder, a brand educator, Alex on from Balcones. He
2: educated us. Oh,
0: my gosh. His knowledge was... Uh, it was...
2: I've learned so much from that. Yeah. Um, I feel like I am saying that every time we have a guest on the show. <laughs> we do learn But time. I love learning from our guests. Yes. So. Yeah. Uh, but no, the... Balcones whiskey. It's it's really good stuff. And I swear it is so different than your Tennessee and your Kentucky. I really do feel like you're tasting Texas.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A little taste of Texas Mm -hmm. as you dubbed it. Um, but no, you're right on there. Like it is, it's way different than other things we have had. It's just, Mm Uh, he he described the bourbon as they made it through a single malt lens because they're single malt fans and Scotch fans, so they knew it was going to be different. And then the rye is also different because of the Texas grain they use. So go check that out. Just just the um, the science and just everything behind it, the Texas yes. climate, all that was really interesting to me. And uh, we can't say, we we just got a little package in the mail, and I can't say what you it know. is yet. It was
2: a surprise. It was quite a surprise. A surprise. It's top secret, but it's gonna be exciting. We're gonna have it's leading to well, we already saw another yes. guest coming onto the show, but
0: yeah, yeah. A return. A return guest. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hush hush until April because it can't be found anywhere until then. So so we also we we got some fun stuff coming up in April as well that we'll talk about in a little bit, but uh, yeah. Nick is checking in the chat and he has a question. Because of the new coaching changes to the Falcons, will my Pitts passion no. be coming back? Can
2: we just retire that permanently? I don't need to go through that again you. know with how you. many
0: things I've <laughs> seen about him uh, being traded to the Bears, and I'm just like, no, please, no,
2: please don't. I don't want to lose. No. <laughs> yeah. commit is fine. I think He's we'd have both. Fine.
0: but um, I
2: know, but Kemet's fine.
0: Comet is fine. We don't need,
2: <laughs> <don't> need Pitts.
0: <laughs> yeah. We'll ask our guest as well when he jumps on what he thinks here. Because uh, he is here, but we're gonna make him keep sweating it out just a little bit longer. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, spoiler alert: we have a guest. We have Dave, aka Dynasty, Dynasty dorks, dorks, coming on, yep. bringing some some expertise. So excited about that! Uh, and we're gonna be talking 2023 rookies. So these are not the guys that are entering the draft this year. These are the guys from last year
2: coming off of their rookie season. Yeah. And what that means for you dynasty or not necessarily even just in your dynasty leagues or your keeper leagues, but even just looking to the draft for those who are thinking they're going to be targeting some of these players.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt because you hear a lot about the sophomore slump Mm -hmm. and, um, so I mean, I'm eager to pick his brain if he thinks there's going to be a little sophomore slump for either of these guys, if they're going to stay consistent, some of them, I, I can only see them getting better mm-hmm. because they didn't have very good freshman years or rookie years, I guess. So be interesting to see, um, just want to keep Fleisch and Brian Scott's <laughs> comment on there. Brian is a legend, uh, If you don't know who Brian Scott is, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, go to YouTube and look up some of his game tape because it's amazing. Uh, The USFL, the XFL, spring football, and now the Toronto Argonaut, Brian Scott. So Mm -hmm. pretty exciting stuff there. Um, Real quick, I kind of breezed over this, but we're talking whiskey. I have an old fashioned with the pastel bourbon. So
2: and you know how I am with glasses. So you made mine with the rye.
0: Yes. And you asked, I wasn't
2: offered that glass.
0: It's the only one we got. I had already picked it for myself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're like, do you want an old-fashioned in this glass? No. Glasses are a naming, mood for me, though. You know was, how much they're a mood.
0: I was naming the ones you normally pick, though. Did you realize that? I did the gold ring, the got, small whiskey, okay. the balloon. We're not going
2: to argue over glasses. <laughs> but anyway, Let I haven't sure. even gotten to try it you made mine with the rye. the rye. He did not want to make mine with the Balcones rye because. Because
0: I'm running out.
2: Yes. And if you go back and listen to our interview earlier this week with Alex, the rye that we have, they're no longer making. They have switched over to a different mash bill. Yes. Um, using uh, that. Oh, their native rye. Yeah. The right? Texas. The, te- the Texas yes.
0: grain rye.
2: Yeah. A 91%. They're going from. What? Isn't this like 80?
0: i i don't remember these. well they're going, they're going up to 91 percent, it so
2: it's going to change and i know you're a huge fan of this rye, and you're like i don't want to make two old <laughs> fashions with this
0: um i think it's i like it straight mm. because you get more of the uh but it uniqueness. It's makes an, an
2: old-fashioned it, it really stands out yeah that it does oh that rye is so good
0: yeah absolutely shout out to juke cheers what's up man How's Denver treating you, or Colorado anyways? I don't know if you're in Denver. I just know Colorado. (laughs) Brian Scott's, again, two legends, even though we're calling him the legend. uh, Speaking of Brian Scott, I'll tell you, there's a guy that first told me about Brian Scott, and he has the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, Rod Gomez. Rev up those engines because NASCAR is back. Check out the NASCAR Gambling Podcast because Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeve got you covered. All things NASCAR and racing. From trucks to cup, IndyCar to F1, this show gives you the drivers to watch and the most profitable picks for the weekend of racing. Trust me, they make a lot of good picks. So it'll make you money. Just enter their free Daytona 500 contest for a chance to win $100 SGPN gift card and $100 cash. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Daytona. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Daytona. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NBA, NHL, and college basketball simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. You can win 100 times with some spicy picks. And right now is a great time to get over there and do some best ball drafts. Watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's the Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. I think I said it wrong the first time. Promo code OFFSGPN. Don't forget that, OFF. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's bring in our guest here. You can find him at Dynasty Dorks. If you've uh, been a fan of the SGP, you know this guy. Dave, how are you doing today?
1: Doing well. How are you guys doing today?
0: doing good doing good now uh put you on the spot here do you like whiskey
1: uh not really a whiskey guy
0: Uh, off the show no i'm just kidding (laughs) 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 that is quite all right hey nick fortune checked in and i want to get your opinion on this he was asking about the coaching changes to the falcons do you think that's going to change things
1: for kyle pitts yeah, I mean, I don't think things could get any worse for Kyle Pitts. Um, he can't know. go
2: worse. He can't go down yeah. now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so When when you look at the way Arthur Smith is, is just using this offense, you're looking at someone that is trying to drain the clock and yeah. is trying to run the ball, and it's just not good for any um, passing attack. And, you know, Kyle Pitts isn't really known for his blocking. He's known for his receiving ability. He also, you know, banged up last year with a little bit of a knee injury that hurt him all yeah. year.
0: Yeah, for sure and Brian Scott saying Thursday Thursdays. Um yeah, we're going to talk about 2023 rookies. As we said, going into 2024, we brought you in cuz of your your dynasty expertise, but like Miranda said, this is this can be redraft, it can be auction. We have a lot of keeper contract type leagues. Um mm-hmm. so considering all that, but before we do, I'm curious. I don't know if I've ever asked you this. What what fueled your passion for fantasy football? What started all that and got you just you know, um, I would say you're you're probably like me. You're obsessed with fantasy football, right? What started all that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've I've always played fantasy football, and then when you know got out of, got out of college, and it was kind of all right. We no more uh, playing rec league and playing with the boys. Uh, it was more try to find something different, and so it was a way we connected. And mm-hmm. so uh, you know, that's how Dynasty Dorks got created. A couple of buddies and mine started our website and started writing. Now I just do stuff for SGPN now, but. Um, yeah, it was more of a, first it was just a way to connect with people, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a game within a game that we love and it's, it's fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We have one league, which had a little pause this year, but it's from people from college and it's, we mainly Mm -hmm. keep doing it just as a way to keep in touch because everybody's spread all out. And it's a great way to, I mean, even have an excuse to like, Oh, we got to get, we have to get together to have our draft and all this type of stuff.
1: Yeah. When we started our first dynasty league, the hope was to have like an owner's meeting every year and, and we go out and do that. But then, you know, all of us started having kids and stuff. And um, <laughs> right. so it's more of a, a zoom hangout than, than, yeah. than a big trip, but it's still fun.
0: Yeah, for sure. Should we jump right into the quarterbacks?
2: Well, yeah, I can. Do you want to kick it off? Yeah, I can kick, kick it us off. off here. I'm going to start with CJ Stroud. Um, he did finish as QB 11. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could improve their run game to to help him. Um, some potential changes on that team. I know Dalton Schultz; he's gonna be a free agent. Free agent,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: But I don't. I guess okay, fine. I'll let you. I can see you've got
0: this. my my only concern is um, he had an amazing year. Can he can he repeat that? So we'll, I mean, I'll flip that over to you. Do you think he? <laughs> Repeats that, or does? Is there a little bit of regression? Yeah,
1: I mean, anytime you have somebody come out and put, you know, just gaudy numbers up that are way above expectation, you're expecting them to come back to earth. Um, it'll be the second year in this offense. Um, they hope to retain Nico Collins and Dalton Schultz, um, but they got some draft capital. They got Cleveland. They, they, they still got. They traded their first round pick to get Will Anderson, but they still got Cleveland's first round pick. And they, mm-hmm. they beat Cleveland in the playoffs just to make that pick a little better. So, um, you know, he, right now in Best Ball, he's going off as QB six. Wow! And so the expectations are high for me. You're buying mm-hmm. him at a ceiling. Um, he's going above Joe Burrow, above Dak Prescott, above jo- Justin Herbert. Um, he's he's pretty expensive. Um, mm-hmm. It's just Best Ball. It's not you know that's not Dynasty or, or Redraft, but it's a pretty good estimate that people have high expectations for mm-hmm. CJ Stroud.
0: Yeah, you we did a dynasty startup and I think Stroud was the quarterback you took first, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, super flex. mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: I I expect it. I don't know. I don't see him. I don't know if as a team they're going to go as far as they went, but I don't know if I'm going to if I don't feel like I'm going to see him regress.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I even if he regresses, I can't Mm -hmm. see it being like a terrible season. He's not going to be a bad quarterback by any means. Speaking of bad quarterbacks, our next one, Bryce Young for the Panthers. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, they had high expectations. He finished QB 23, had a really rough year. They don't have a lot of draft picks to try to build around him. That's kind of a problem. Mm -hmm. But I feel like he can't get worse, right? I mean, he's got to trend up a little bit. What do you think, Murr?
2: I would imagine. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, we got their number one pick. Yeah. The Bears have their number one pick. You're right. They don't have a lot, you yeah.
0: know, to, to
2: get somebody different in the draft. Right. Build up around him. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think here? Are you buying Bryce Young while he's low, or are you just staying away?
1: I mean, you might because it's so cheap right now, but he's yeah. um, QB 29 in um, best ball. And so um I'm I'm out. I just I I'm really concerned about just the environment that he's surrounded with. And you know, CJ Stroud, we didn't know what the environment looked like. Um, mm-hmm. we knew make Ryan's was a stud, but we didn't know what you know, Bobby Slovak, we, we didn't know that was gonna work out. Yeah. Um, offensive line is much was much better than expected. I mean, he's got a bad offensive line, he's got a terrible set of weapons, they got no draft capital and an owner that's like throwing drinks in people's faces. Um <laughs> Like who wants to go to that crap show right now? So um, it's going to be really hard to e- encourage people. I do like the coaching hire. I was a fan of Dave Canales. He did great work with Geno Smith revitalizing his career. We mm-hmm. saw Baker Mayfield bounce back. Dave Canales was the offensive coordinator and, and a big part of that. So I do like the the quarterback hire. Um, but I just – Bryce Young just doesn't – he doesn't offer you a whole bunch of stuff with his legs. So there's not that like an Anthony Richardson kind of a person, mm-hmm. and then um he doesn't have the weapons. So like even if you get him, you're never gonna feel comfortable starting. And like honestly, even in Superflex, you can't feel comfortable starting Bryce no. Young anytime soon. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I know you probably got tired
0: of me saying before the draft last year that Bryce Young was a bust. Um, I was just so out on him because of the size. I I didn't see a ton that jumped out at me, and I just, I don't know if he's ever going to turn it around. He's not a, I mean, I would much rather take a flyer on a a bunch of different guys before Bryce young, but speaking of Bryce young, you said that they don't have their first pick because the bears do we'll sidetrack just a little bit. What's your opinion? Take Caleb Williams or
1: (laughs) keep Justin Fields. I, I think from a financial standpoint, when you're talking about a team build, it makes sense to trade Justin Fields. He did enough where you can get a little bit back for him, maybe a third round pick or something like that. But you're going to have to either give him his fifth year option or pay him next year, which, you know, you're talking about, you know, if you're an okay quarterback, you get $40 million. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Caleb Williams or whoever they pick at number one, it's going to be on a rookie contract for four years, fifth year option. Then they can franchise tag him. So they're getting like six years of like cheap quarterback play. So even if Caleb Williams is just as good as Justin Fields and not any better, then he's going to be a cheaper option. They can build around him, you know, spend on the offensive line, the defense, and then if he's better, which everyone kind of thinks he does and has the upside, you're you're having a low-risk gamble.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I might uh, so we're both big Justin Fields fans. Neither <laughs> one of us want Caleb Williams. We have to
2: take we have to step away from being a fan for Right.
0: Me. <laughs> but yeah, well in that I heard somebody kind of describe it as Justin Fields ceiling. I mean, can you ever see him being higher than a Lamar Jackson? Probably not. Caleb Williams, I don't think he'll touch Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is proving to be one of the best I ever did it. But they're saying Caleb Williams ceiling. Patrick Mahomes. They're comparing him. Yeah. And if you're going to pick one of those guys, you're
1: probably going to pick Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah. And they they could trade back. I mean, at the end of the day, like if you trade back and build around Justin Fields or trade back a little bit and take one of the other guys, um, there's a lot of love in the streets for JJ McCarthy. I'm a fan, (laughs) but I didn't realize that I'm not as big a fan as other people. I just saw a quote two seconds ago that said, if he was allowed to throw the ball, then he would be Joe burrow. I mean, it, it's crazy out there to love but um it does sound like he's possibly gonna be a top 10 pick so if the bears were to trade back a little bit and get yeah. you know another first plus drake may or plus you know uh um Jaden daniels or jj mccarthy that could be another option
0: yeah for mm-hmm. sure i mean I, if they took that route they have the ninth. They have the first. I mean, they could get one of those top quarterbacks and maybe still get Marvin Harrison Jr., which would be crazy to line up with DJ Moore.
1: Yeah, they don't have a second round pick, which also kind of bring you bring Justin Fields in. If they traded the second round pick for Montez Sweat, then they can go and trade Justin Fields for a second and then try to get, you know, a lineman.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to pound my my chest for fields and hope we keep him. Um Who do we <laughs> want to talk about next for rookies? Uh,
2: I've got, let's see, Anthony Richardson with the Colts. He finished his QB 40, but he – there was a lot of – I know you were really high on him yeah. preseason. There was a lot of hype around him, but he ended up only playing three games.
0: Three full, yeah. Three
2: full games with his injury. Um, I feel like obviously he would – not a finished where he was had he been healthy. We don't know yeah. what that would have looked like, but what are your thoughts?
1: For me, yeah. health is the main thing. How about you? Oh, health is the big thing. Um, So, and I live in Indianapolis, so there's some, some hype around here for him, but I just love Shane Steichen. Coaching is a yeah. big deal to me. And I thought mm-hmm. that was the fit. I would have loved CJ Stroud going there, but Anthony Richardson was a great fit. And, uh, and best ball right now, he's going as the one, two, three, four, five, Sixth quarterback off the board ahead of gotcha. Joe Burrow. There's, and it's just like Gardner Minshew was a thing this year, and Gardner right. Minshew has never, he's not really been a thing like that for fantasy. Like the, the system's really good and the situation's good. So I like Richardson.
0: Yeah. I mean, he, if he could stay healthy for the whole season, I think his potential is crazy when you add in. I don't. I thought he might struggle a little bit in the passing, but like you said, it's a great system, and he looked really good in it. And just then, you add in his rushing ability, and it, his ceiling is very high in my opinion for fantasy football, at least. Yep. Um, let's talk about the uh, black banana eater, Will Levis, <laughs> for the Titans. Uh, finished QB thirty three after starting eight games. I don't know if he did enough to for me to really trust him a lot in a full season, but I got to imagine. I mean, they're they're fully turning the keys over to him. He's going to be their guy. What do you think of Levis? Are you, I know. You, did you draft him in a league? I feel like you did. No, no. maybe I drafted him in a league. Felt <laughs> bad about it. I don't know. What do you think no. about the the banana uh, eater? The mayonnaise and the coffee. I
2: I don't know. I mean, it, that's it's it's I'm on the fence on this one. The
0: whole, I mean, Derrick Henry might be gone.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: think Dendra Hopkins will be there, but if he's not, I, this is gonna look like a completely it's a different, different offense. a
2: completely different offense yeah. for the Titans.
1: What do you think? You're you like Will Levis, dislike him? I, I wasn't a big fan of Will Levis coming out. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I just these older prospects that have a bunch of stuff they still need to work on is a problem. Like, you're 24 yeah. years old, 23 years old. You've been playing college football for a long time, and you still haven't fixed some stuff. And so that's the kind of – he holds the ball really long,
2: yeah. and it, it
1: causes him to take some big shots and turnovers. He's uh, going as QB 28, so there's not a lot of love on the streets for Will Levis. I do think they go and get him a tackle. Um, Joe mm-hmm. Hall at Notre Dame or another one of the big tackles. Um, there at seven. Uh, I do think Derek, Derek Henry's gone. It's gonna be a different type of offense with um, the changes they made with the coaching staff. They did bring in Callahan from the Bengals, um, but they got to address that offensive line or he's got no shot. Um, yeah. I like him better than I do Bryce Young. Um, yeah. It's not Agreed. saying much, um, <laughs> but uh, they got Traylon Burks. They got Chig. This is a draft that is full of wide receiver talent. And so they could, you know, as long as they address that offensive line, he could be in a much better situation this year. And he runs a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to talk about this last guy? Because I can't
0: say his name. Yeah,
2: I do. And I wanted him here. I wanted to throw out not a rookie. But I want to get your thoughts on Jordan Love. He did finish his QB five. Is he the real deal? For the Packers stock down.
1: Oh no! <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah, can they, I mean, really they get that lucky? <laughs> I know. I saw there was a, the like the uh Goodwill Hunting meme where he's like, you know, the Packers are like drafting um, great quarterbacks is so easy, and I just keep watching the Bears screw it up. <laughs> um, yeah. And so Jordan loves coming in at QB 11. So there is some love on the streets for him. It's not QB five. I think that's a little unrealistic. Mm-hmm. We had so many QB injuries last year. It was just insane. And over 60 starting quarterbacks in the league. Um, but the fact that he did it without like Christian Watson for most of the year, J- Jaden Reed came on at the end. Uh, offensive line was banged up. Like there were so many excuses you could have made for this guy. And mm-hmm. it got better as the year went on the first few weeks, PFF had him as one of the lower graded quarterbacks under pressure. And then he finished as one of the best quarterbacks under pressure. He just got better as the year went on. And he had a whole bunch of rookies and things like that. Like, imagine they went and got a T Higgins. Uh, imagine Christian watson all year. Like, I don't think he can finish higher than QB5. So, like, now... I got killed on Reddit for saying this. Now's a good time to sell Jordan Love. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> yes. I'm like, you not understand the principle of sell high, but okay. <laughs> um, but like now's a good time to sell him, but I'm not moving him unless I get a good offer because I think he's the, the real deal.
0: I hope it was a fluke as a Bears fan. But... <laughs> I
2: well, obviously, as a Bears fan, you would hope that, but I I think he is the real deal. I do yeah. see it. Yeah. For all the reasons that you just mentioned and
0: Un- I Unfortunately,
2: unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> exactly right.
0: <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about some running backs. I said Juke had a comment on Denver. We're going to talk about that in a second. But before we do, Murd, do you want to tell people uh, where they can get down on some NBA action?
2: Absolutely. You can get down on that on Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NBA season with Hall of Fame Bets the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. You can enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value.
0: Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. day. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right.
2: Justin, we have not had a guest on the show when we've gone through this before i'm sitting over here like
0: waving your arms
2: (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know if you saw that dave but i apologize
0: (laughs) oh that's funny um juke is located in colorado he's read a local article that broncos have the picks to potentially trade up and move to the number two pick and draft Drake. draft Draft? drake may (laughs) hope it happens but we'll see um i know we're talking rookies are coming to sophomores but do you think that'd be a good move for denver
1: be a great move. Um, I don't, I don't think it's feasible. I don't know if they actually have the picks for that. Um, they're making it, they have to make a pretty big move to, to do that. And, um, you know, drafttech.com has a great, um, trade chart to kind of give you an idea how to concoct some trades. Um, it would cost them several first round picks because of how far they have to go. And I don't believe they have a second round pick. I was trying to look that up real quick. So, um, it's a stretch. I think they're more in the JJ McCarthy market, where they can, you know, try to hop up to the, you know, top ten. Maybe call the Bears, see about the nine spot. Call, mm-hmm. you know, try to get to the top ten. Get JJ McCarthy. Um, the other options would be Bo Nix or Michael Penix.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like Penix to him. Um, I think it would be a decent fit for him, and I think he's got a lot of potential. But uh, let's kick on to running backs. Do you want to start us off? Yeah, here?
2: I'm gonna start with Bajan robinson there was i didn't want to buy into all the hype around him but he did he did finish pretty good he was a top 10 running back ending the season um the falcons they do have some new coaching staff that i think could be better for him
0: i mean i think anybody's an upgrade over arthur smith to be honest i i think arthur smith was terrible at utilizing talent And uh, we saw games where he didn't give Bajan the ball at all. They went with uh, Tyler. And he's good, don't get me wrong, but when you got a guy like Bajan, you have to give him more than three, four carries. We saw in some of those games. Um, Dave, can he get better than, I think in half PPR,
1: it was RB9. Can he get better than that? Yeah, I mean, Bijan Robinson has RB1 overall potential. Um, He's not only uh, one of the best running backs as far as a rushing standpoint, but he's one of the best passing. Uh, passing down, uh, receiving running backs in the league. So, um, it just takes on how they use them. And, you know, it's, it's hard. There's very few guys that get the Saquon Barkley type of workload. And we see that we all want it, but then they get like injured and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, maybe I just calm down a little bit. So, I mean, if, even if he gets, you know, um, 15 carries, but he's getting five targets. Yeah. That's what you're looking for. Um, if you can get anything more than that, even better. Um, but he's just a big play guy, and uh, he had some awesome highlights. And from I an mean, RB9 as a rookie, still pretty dang good, true, true. Yeah, on a bad offense,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, with a bad yes. coach and everything. <laughs> I agree. Um, you want to talk about the next guy too? Because I know Jameer this Gibbs. was your guy,
2: yes, Jameer yeah. Gibbs. He fin- also finished came in right behind Bajan Robinson and half PPR at RB ten, and he's still going to be splitting time with Monty. But I still see him being a you know a really big part of that Lions offense.
0: Yeah, and maybe even a little more involved.
2: I don't know that like, I see him going higher. I don't. Think do you know what I mean? RB
0: ten is the ceiling.
2: I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know if I see him going higher than that. yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, well, especially if Monty's around, kind of sniping those touchdowns
1: mm-hmm. at the goal line. What do you What do you think about Gibbs? Yeah, I mean, both of these running backs are running behind great offensive lines. Uh, the difference mm-hmm. here is that the Detroit Lions are not actually a good offense, and um, I like this. I like the usage. Um, Brad and I went back and forth on this one a lot last off season, and you know we finally saw it the second half of the season where Gibbs was used more. Um, Not only in the passing game, but more of a runner. And so he's another guy that could have an Alvin Alvin Kamara, um, Aaron Jones kind of a a career arc where he always has someone with him. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. I mean, those guys have had great careers, been great for fantasy football, and they can exist. Right now in best ball, Bijan's RB3 and Gibbs is RB4. Mm So oh, wow. um, right people now. are very excited going ahead of Kyron mm-hmm. Williams, Jonathan Taylor, Devon Achan, Saquon Barkley, uh, and Travis Etienne.
0: Wow, that I I get the Bajan love there, but that seems a little high for Gibbs to me.
1: Do
2: you think? Okay, so I know so Monty had injury, like we he dealt with injuries. If yeah. he's healthy all this season, do you think that's going to cut in?
0: I yeah, I, I could see it either way. I mean, I could see the workload staying the same, or them pulling back a little bit more on Monty and handing it over more to Gibbs. Uh, What are your thoughts there? Do you think they keep kind of the
1: same balance? Yeah. I mean, this is the same coaching staff that was around for the Mark Ingram Alvin Kamara days. And so I don't think that's going to go away. They paid Montgomery decently and he's under contract for at least this year. So um, I don't think it's going to go away. I think they're going to try to save Gibbs like they did. And, um, there was times where he hit over 20 touches, but typically he was in the 15 to 18 range and, nope. uh, it was plenty good for fantasy, but yeah, I mean, there's not much more, higher you can go than our before.
0: Yeah. True. <laughs> um, let's talk about Zach Charbonnet mm-hmm. a little bit of the Seahawks. Cause it seemed like everybody was excited about him going into last year. Uh, I saw him get drafted pretty high, especially even our auction leagues going over $20 in a $200 budget. and It confused me a little bit because obviously Walker is a supreme back. I mean, he's a really good guy, and he's young still. I think he's still going to be young, but Charbonnet finished RB 47. you got to imagine he gets better than that. Um, Do you think they're going to balance that workload a little bit more, or do you think this is still Walker's backfield?
1: I think it's still Walker's backfield. I I, I Seattle was like, that was the most fun team to do your like mock drafts on PFF with. Cause they just had like so many picks yeah. and like they had, they gave him very high draft capital and that's what everybody like was like very confident in him because of that. Um, mm-hmm. He did miss some preseason due to an injury and you know, that kind of slowed him down, but Ken Walker was hurt a lot of the season mm-hmm. last year. He had a core yeah. injury and it, I mean, Charbonnet had one or two good games, but, yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, at his current cost, no thanks. I mean, he's just yeah. too high. <laughs> yep,
0: agreed. Um, you want to talk about the next guy who we gave yes. out. I know in our family league, my dad was happy we gave him out as a waiver wire because he picked him up and then had the high score of the league the mm-hmm. next week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Devin Achan with the Dolphins. He finished RB twenty four. He only played eleven games yep, and still finished there. Um, but I, I don't know. He's speedy. He's talented. If he can stay healthy, What, yeah. do, you th- what do you see for him?
0: Yeah, I mean that's a, a fast offense that he fits well. It, it again, it's the the health because he's not as big of a guy. Uh, what do you think, Dave? You like Devon Devon Chan, or are you passing on him?
1: Um, it all comes down to cost. I'm probably passing because of the cost. Right now he's going as RB seven. And so um
2: (laughs) very high.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so um, I mean, he put up a hundred points in four weeks. I mean, this dude is unreal, but he also not that he had a huge injury history in college, and like people forget he played in the SEC, he ran between the tackles, and he had one two week injury with a a foot injury, Mm -hmm. but he got injured in preseason he got injured came back for like three plays and then and it was just it was tough and he is yeah. small when mm-hmm. raheem mostert is still there and raheem mostert's going at rb27 and mm-hmm. so i just feel like there's so many guys that i that i'd much rather take um, yeah. at the cost um you know if the price is right yeah but he's just rb7 is that's, a lot that's too much. He's high
2: and especially yeah. when you can get Mostert at 27 i feel like that's yeah
0: Mostert was, um, auction-wise, Mostert was one of the best-valued mm-hmm. running backs you could find. He went for a dollar in most leagues um, and finished as a top five, depending on your format. So, um, yeah, I agree. He's still there and mm-hmm. still going to be a thing. Uh, let's talk about the Bears running back that I got, a lot of, I got a lot of shit for people, for being down on him, for saying he's not going to be like this top fantasy guy right away because they had – Khalil Herbert. They had uh, Foreman. They have Justin Fields. Now potentially they won't have any of those guys. So Roshan Johnson could have a bigger role. He finished his RB 49. What are your thoughts on Roshan?
1: Yeah, I I had gotten a couple of questions about why. I I mean, I thought I was pretty high on Roshan, but apparently like not high enough. I'm like, (laughs) I had my RB seven. I liked him. I liked the landing spot. Uh, I do believe Herbert has one more year. Uh, Foreman, Mm -hmm. I think is out of town but I just, you didn't see it. And, you know, like there were flashes where he looked really good and it was the fourth quarter and the bears were down by a lot. And yep. it was like other team has backups in and ray Roshan looks great playing against the second string defense. <laughs> All right. um, and then next week we go right back to, he doesn't get, we gets two touches between the first three quarters. Mm-hmm. That tells me the coaching staff didn't like him. It's a whole new coaching staff, maybe the new mm-hmm. scheme. Fits him better. But for me, like, there's just – and I, I don't think he's safe. I mean, he's a day three running back. You could easily see the Bears go and take a running back this year yeah, and and have better draft capital than him and take him and Herbert's job.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and they are pretty notorious for either the fourth, fifth round. They almost always draft a running back. So it's very possible. I'm going to talk about the guy that might become a starting running back this next year
2: yeah, had spears um he finished rb 35 behind uh derrick henry with henry gone yeah that leaves spears
0: yeah yep um and, and i thought i thought he looked good he started taking some more workload towards mm-hmm. the end of the season there um I, I, he's not a derrick henry guy he's not the same as derrick henry but he is a mm-hmm. talented running back what are your thoughts on spears
1: yeah, I mean, Spears looks awesome. I'm hoping that the price stays where it's at right now. He's RB18 in, in best ball. Um, every sleeper article, including mine, has Tyche Spears as the lead cover guy. He is yeah. not a sleeper. He's not a sleeper. I mean, he everyone knows it's coming. Um, he got, R- got around three draft capital, so I think he's safer than Roshan. Um, mm-hmm. And he passed the eye test. He looked good. He did, he did a great job when he was there. Um, And if they make improvements to this offensive line, um, I I like him. And he also has a little bit of a a pass catching skill set that is really, you know, unless you're in a standard league, is really, really good for fantasy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, He's somebody like in our auction leagues. I I did target him towards the end of the year last year so I can contract him. But in the ones he's not contracted, that's somebody that I think will – people are probably going to get in a bit of a bidding war over because they know like, Oh, Henry's gone and look what Henry did. And they're going to be kind of enamored with the fact that Henry has been such a, a force to be reckoned with. Not the same as Henry, but still, I think he has a lot of upside.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, an, another guy that a lot of people were in love with. I wasn't sure because he, he plays behind Travis Etienne, Who's a really good running back, but tank Bigsby, finished RB 86. I mean, he didn't do much this year. I think he'll probably have some more impact. They should be keeping a ETN healthier in my opinion, limiting him a little bit more, but um, what are your thoughts on tank Bigsby?
1: Yeah. I mean, Bigsby is, he's not a pass catcher. And so that already makes him like unavailable on certain, you know, certain parts of the game. Um, last year when ETN got hurt, Dearness Johnson got the role, and so that's just really not not a good sign for Tank Bigsby. I think he's a good player and a good running back. I just uh, I don't know necessarily think he's gonna be great for fantasy, mm-hmm. and so I think uh, what was it, RB eighty seven? You said
2: eighty
1: six. Yeah, yeah. He he can probably beat that, but um, <laughs> I, I don't I don't have him inside my my top fifty. And uh, I got to keep scrolling to find out where he's been drafted. So I can – I'll <laughs> so tell you that, right. that, that tells you everything. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, You want to talk about yeah, the guys? Yeah, Chase.
2: Yeah. Well, what? Am I going to talk about what guy? The guy that
0: I wanted to land on the Bears, I was going to say. Chase Brown? Yep.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, he finished RB63 behind Mixon. There are – like, will Mixon still be there?
0: Yeah, there's rumors he won't be. There's, I don't know. Yep. And then
2: – um. <laughs> I do know for Chase Brown, Colby Dant called him the best running back of the class behind Bijan.
0: Yeah, I remember that when we had him on talking mm-hmm. prospects. This was, was a guy he the was really high, high on. Create a player. That was Richardson. No, that was Richardson. Yeah, But this he was well, really high on, he was Chase, really high Brown. on Chase Brown. Too. Um, yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do with Mixon. What are your thoughts on Chase Brown?
1: Yeah, I mean, I do think that Mixon is is potentially out of the picture. Um, just I just saw something flash on my phone about Mixon is refuting some of the rumors that he's going to be out of town, but they're going to have to find a way to save some money, and yeah. Joe Mixon's, uh, I think he's a $6 million cap hit. Um, they're probably going to franchise tag uh, T. Higgins. They have to address the offensive line, or Joe Burrow is going to get hurt again, and they have to think about starting to pay Chase. So, yeah. um, Chase Brown, it looks great. Um, but I, another guy, I just, I don't think anybody that's got third round draft cap day three draft capital is safe. And yeah, so, um, you could see, and this, this is a talented class of running backs. There's no B. John Robinson and Jameer Gibbs. So people think it just stinks, but there's a whole bunch of guys that probably would be rated higher than a chase Brown. And so you could see a Blake Corum, you could see a Braylon Allen, you could see a Trey Benson or a Jonathan Brooks. And so um, I, I don't—he's RB thirty-two and underdog, so people are a little interested. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like him, and if he gets the job, I think he'll be good. But yeah. I'm just uh, cautious about it because I don't know what the Bengals going to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, Blake Corum, I, I keep wondering if. Austin Eckler is out at uh, the chargers there and Jim Harbaugh brings in his guy, Blake Corum as the running back. Even if it's a reach in the draft, I could see him doing it because it's Jim Harbaugh and he kind of has that mentality of he's going to do what he wants. Uh, We're going to switch over to wide receivers here, but shout out to Brian Scott cooking up a whiskey sour. (laughs) Um, Not every day does a, a professional quarterback let you know what they're having to drink. So um he's we've doing been,
2: thirsty thursday right he's
0: doing thirsty thursday right we had some whiskey <laughs> sours for the super bowl that you made um the Chiefs sour and then just the super bowl one which you also oh the swifty sour was also the chief sours yeah
2: right? i said you we could call it a chief sour or we could call it a swifty sour swifty for sour. all <laughs> us t swift fans yes
0: <laughs> let's switch over to wide receivers uh you want to talk about the The most obvious guy that stood out.
2: Puka, Puka, Puka Nakua for the Rams finishes wide receiver four. With this one, like, can Stafford stay healthy? I think is a big question.
0: Yeah, with agreed
2: this duo there.
0: Yeah, and Puka finished his wide receiver four. As good as Puka is, as good as that offense is, I don't know if he can finish his wide receiver four again. But I, I do think he's still going to be very valuable. That's another guy where if the trade offer is right, I would understand moving on him. Cause I think he's probably at his peak. I don't think he's going to get better than four. It would have to be a lot. You're, you're like, you think I'm crazy. No, I
2: You're, you're going to get rid of, who are you going to, Well,
0: that's, yeah, what kind of have offer be, are you going
2: to be a get good for one. getting rid of Puka? It'd okay. have to be a good one. What are your
1: thoughts on Puka? Yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, I got a couple, uh, I got, just took over a, an orphan, and it's got Puka on it, and it got a couple offers nice, already. <laughs> um, he's coming off the board as wide receiver six in uh, best ball, so a little bit lower. What mm-hmm. I really was impressed was when we all expected when Cooper Cup came back that Puka mm-hmm. was going to go away. Yeah. And he yep, didn't.
2: And he didn't. No. Yeah.
1: And, you know, one of the things with the rookie wall as well, like you see these rookies that do really well the first half of the year, the NFL season is a lot longer than the college football season. Mm-hmm. And he just kept going. And then in the postseason, he looked great. And so yeah. it's just um, and he did it in a lot of different ways. You know, this wasn't a guy that caught 40 balls and had, you know, 13 touchdowns. He caught volume, mm-hmm. he was able to make big plays down the field with yards, and then he was able to put it in the end zone, you know. So, like he was the perfect package, and you got him, you know. I had a team where the first week of of uh I blew all my fab on Kyron Williams and Puka and I I won the league. I mean, it was, that definitely made my team a lot better. For sure. And, you know, um, Puka's, he's just, again, one of those guys, I thought the consistency Mm -hmm. um, was what it did, what did it for me, that like this guy's going to be a a real, real deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I just, so you said he's going at six in best ball right now? six. Six, but uh,
1: behind him is AJ Brown, Garrett Wilson, Nico Collins, DJ Moore, Marvin Harrison Jr. is wide receiver 11.
0: Interesting,
1: Rice, and then Brandon Ayuk.
0: Interesting. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And like what you said about with Cup coming back, I expected Puka to kind of take a back seat. Um, in the FFPC lineups for the playoffs, you took Puka. Mm-hmm. And I got cute and I was like, nah, cups, the vet, he's the guy that's going to have the, uh, the good, uh, playoffs did not work this out is why in my you favor. Finish. <laughs> this is why your teams beat mine for sure. Uh, for sure. Uh, let's talk about Jordan Addison yes. Finished his wide receiver 21 on the Vikings looked really good. I was really impressed with how he looked, especially, um, you know, Justin Jefferson got hurt and the defense then could focus on Addison a little bit more. Didn't seem to matter. The, the big thing there, I mean, he found success even with Cousins hurt and Dobbs had some success there. but we don't know who the quarterback necessarily is going to be. That makes me a little nervous about him. Um, what do you, I'll just turn I'm it to you first. I'm kind of in
2: the same boat there. Like I, I'm a little nervous, like because of their quarterback situation, Yeah. but I don't know. <sighs> I'm still, I think he's, he's got talent.
0: Yeah. And wide receiver 21. If that's around where he's getting drafted this year, it's wide receiver two. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I could see that. Um, Yeah, I could see it. What do you think, Dave?
1: Yeah. He's coming off the board as wide receiver 32. And so um, people are a little, little uh, lower on him than we thought. Mm -hmm. Um, Jordan Addison was one of my favorite players coming out and I got, completely beat up. Whenever I said, I would, you know, I said, I have no problem taking him over JSN. Um, So Mm -hmm. every time he scored a touchdown, I went and, you know, like some of those comments on that, that. (laughs) Um, just reminded people what they said. Uh, This guy did it with three different quarterbacks. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And Dobbs literally got off the plane and started throwing the football. Like they didn't even practice together and he had like 120 yards. So Mm -hmm. um, he's, I love I love wide receivers that can separate. And so, you know, this isn't a guy that is is a big dude. He's not DK Metcalf. He's he's very much more like Tyler Lockett, but he can separate and he's going to be good no matter who the quarterback is because he can get open, he can beat man coverage, he knows how to sit in zone. Um, he was a very good uh wide receiver for Kenny Pickett back in <laughs> Pittsburgh. Had over 20 uh 20 touchdowns went to USC, had a down year because USC had four or five different options. Um, But yeah, and I think Kirk Cousins comes back. It sounds like they're, they could draft a backup plan, but it sounds like all, all plans are for Cousins to be back. Yeah. Um, Probably
0: my best, I guess, dynasty draft moment for a rookie draft. The, I was sitting, I think it's six and I wanted Jordan Addison And I knew the guy behind me wanted Quentin Johnston. So I I let him know, like, you know, I'm thinking about drafting Quentin here, but make me an offer. And I don't even remember what I got, but I got some draft capital and a a running back. I think A.J. Dillon, which didn't pan out how I'd hoped, but um, to move back the one spot and then get my guy anyways and then. Looking at Quentin Johnston's season this year, it made me even happier. I'm like, I'm a genius. <laughs> Probably lucked out a little bit there, but let's let's flip to him really quick. Quentin Johnston of the Chargers, uh, mm-hmm. new coaching staff, but he looked bad. I mean, he dropped balls. He, wide he,
2: receiver 75. Yeah,
0: wide receiver 75. Just looked bad. Uh, is he going to bounce back,
1: or is he more of a bust? Do you think he's a bust? Yeah, I'm trying to think of the exact number, but there's – there's definitely a stat out there about, I think, 625 yards. Like, you want rookies to hit that mark. You know, not too long ago, rookie receivers were not a thing in fantasy. I mean, yeah. there was, like, four wide receiver ones in, like, the last two decades. All of a sudden, Justin Jefferson Ceedee Lamb showed up and was like, this is easy.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: it's usually not, but Quentin Johnson made it look very hard. <laughs> and right. so yeah. um, I'm, I'm out on I'm Quentin Johnson. Yeah. sorry same
2: <laughs> um i'm gonna talk about tank dell next um he f- came in wide receiver 38 but he was injured he missed about he missed seven games i think and i just i like this Texans offense and, and like it's yeah. just like Stroud um i think tank dell is gonna trend up um especially if he can stay healthy all season i think we're gonna he going to go. Tank. I was, but <laughs> maybe that's just optimism, but <laughs> I see him finishing higher.
0: Yeah, no, I, I was, um, surprised, I guess, because he's, he's not one of the guys that was drafted high and you thought, mm-hmm. oh, this guy's going to be really good right away. Um, but he was, he, he looked really good, uh, almost immediately. It's like him and Stroud just had this connection. And I think, you know, if he can stay healthy that he's definitely going to trend upwards, uh, they do have a lot of options with Nico if Nico with comes Nico. back. I mean, but I still think he's going to be relevant. What do you think about Tank?
1: Yeah, I, I'll admit I was I was wrong on Tank. Um, you know, as far as the uh, if you watch the league um, being a height supremacist, uh, <laughs> I think we all need to look a little bit differently at these uh, receivers. You look at um, Jordan Addison; he's there. All the BMI talk about him, Tank Dell. I mean, there's not many. Tank Dells that go out and do this. That was my whole thing of, like, yeah. there's not many good fantasy options that are his size. Underdog, they got him at 18 on the best ball board. People love Tank Dell, and um, it's hard to not love Tank Dell. C.J. Stroud's a big fan. He told them Mm -hmm. to go grab him, and they Mm -hmm. did. And, um, you know, him and Nico Collins seem to be able to coexist and both be Mm -hmm. good at fantasy. So um, that gives me optimism for Stroud and for Dell.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's talk about Zay Flowers a little bit on the Ravens. Uh, with the Ravens, I mean, it's they said they were going to pass more. They still ran a lot. They led the league in rushing. But I think Zay Flowers is a special talent that can help the Ravens as a whole, if that makes sense. I think he makes them better, whereas they don't just have to run it because they have some good uh, pass catchers, not just named Mark Andrews. And uh, But it's just – Lamar Jackson, he, I know he just won MVP. I know he's great in fantasy, but he always scares me because it's like sometimes he looks brilliant, sometimes he looks terrible, and it's like, what is, what is he doing? So that, that might affect Zay Flowers, but I do still think he's a really good wide receiver.
1: Uh, what are your thoughts on Zay? Yeah, Zay was one of my guys. Uh, it's one of the guys I really like coming out and, Brad gave me the exact scenario of like, all right, that's your guy. And no matter what landing spot, you're going to go with him. And I was like, talent over landing spot. He's like, all right, if he goes to Baltimore or New England, and I'm like, ah. And so <laughs> he went to Baltimore um, and they didn't pass the ball a whole lot more, but their offense was definitely different. It was a lot more fast paced offense and they mm-hmm. ran more plays. Yeah, and so, sure. um, you know, Greg Roman, he is now the offensive coordinator for the Chargers they're a slow curmudgeon-y offense. And so that's something to look forward to for that. Um, but as far as Zay Flowers, I like the volume he got. He was clearly the number one option right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Mark Andrews is there. OBJ is reportedly gonna retire, may not return. Um, Rashad Bateman kind of became a thing at the end of the year, mm-hmm. but um, I just like Zay Flowers. Um, you know, him, he was the alpha, and I know that he had that whole like uh, Um, taunting and stuff at the end of the game, but he was their go-to guy in that game against the chiefs.
0: Yeah. Um, Is there any concern? I mean, when Rashad Bateman first joined Baltimore, when they got him, he seemed to be like, Oh, this is a guy that's going to have a good career. And then he kind of was really hit and miss. Do you have any concern that that happens with flowers or not so much
1: now? And, and Bateman was kind of derailed a little bit with injuries and things like (laughs) that, but flowers was much more successful. He's got uh, a lot more, like a lot more on his resume than mm-hmm. Bateman has already.
0: Yeah. True. All right. You want to talk about your guy?
2: Rashi rice, <laughs> uh wide receiver for the chiefs. I stayed away from chief, from the wide receivers <laughs> on the chiefs this year, last year. I just, you got burned. Oh, I did. You there's had all of them. Two, I, I did in one of my leagues. And I don't know what I was thinking. Um, there's just too many, options, Mahomes can make it work with anybody. Um, He did come in at wide receiver 27 and towards the, especially I feel like towards the end of the season, we started seeing that chemistry Mm -hmm. between Mahomes and Rasheed. And I don't know, I could be persuaded (laughs) to maybe take a gamble again. So
0: Travis Kelsey did say he's coming back. Whether he changes his mind, I don't mm-hmm. know. But he did say he's coming back. My concern would be what's what's the Chiefs' offense look like, and what's the coverage towards Rice look like if he doesn't and if he is gone? Because I think Travis Kelsey commands so much attention from the defense. But it's Mahomes.
1: It's I,
2: my, I don't this yeah. uh, they're they're on fire.
1: Yeah. What are your thoughts on Rasheed? Yeah, he was another guy that was just a great value, and like people that reached for him because he went to the Chiefs. Um, you know, maybe it was the same people that reached for sky Moore finally got redemption. Um, <laughs> you know, it worked out and he was really good. I think the only concern would be, what do they bring? You know, this off season, MVS could be out of town. They could bring in some other options. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they can afford a T Higgins, um, mm-hmm. or a Mike Evans or something like that, but you know, they could bring in some options in the, in the, in the draft, but, uh, he's going our wide receiver 12. So mm-hmm. he's someone that like, I really like. But man, oh, that's—he's you know, that's... going above Ayuk, above Debo, above Devante, above Diggs, above Olave, and above um, Tank Dell, Michael Pittman. Wow, that's too high for me. It
2: does seem—it does seem high, especially. I, I need to pull more trending together on the Chiefs' wide receivers for fantasy, just because mm-hmm. there's so many options. Yeah, and I don't always think that that. We don't always see the fantasy points come in.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Those wide receivers.
0: Yeah, it does. I mean, that's to me, that's one of the downfalls of sometimes you draft wide receivers because, oh, the quarterback's great. But Patrick Mahomes is so good that he he does spread the ball around a ton. You saw, I think it was last year uh, in 2022, he had some of the most passing yards in the league, but none of the receivers necessarily were top guys aside mm-hmm. from Travis Kelsey. So, it, and that's just his ability to pass it around, I guess. Um, let's switch to JSN on the Seahawks, finished his wide receiver 48. Uh, you know, he he does, he did compete with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett for snaps. I uh, He's a really interesting guy in the fact that a lot of people drafted him and expected him to kind of, I don't know, if put up necessarily Tyler Lockett numbers or better, right away but they they expected a lot of big things i saw him go for especially in our auction leagues he went for crazy value um and it being wide receiver uh 48 that didn't necessarily pay off what what are your thoughts on jsn
1: yeah it's going off the board as wide receiver 36 so he's not necessarily super cheap but -hmm. he's someone i'm definitely buying low in dynasty leagues um, he's a talented player, and the problem was he got put behind not one but two good receivers. Yeah, and so some of these guys had clear paths and he didn't. And so when they missed, they still the other guy was there. And so mm-hmm. the only time he got 10 plus targets, he was a wide receiver one. And so, I mean, this guy is good, he just needs to get a more clear path. And Tyler Lockett looks like he could be the guy out. They've yep. already paid yep. DK. And so um, JSN could be the future there. And uh, yeah, he's a guy I'm very interested in.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Speaking of JSN in April, we are doing a giveaway and we will have a signed JSN jersey. So make sure you all come back for that. Um, Especially all those people that spent so much auction dollars on him in our leagues and didn't pay off for (laughs) him in there. At least maybe you can win a jersey. Um, Let's talk about Jaden Reed for the Packers. We talked about Mm -hmm. Jordan Love and uh how well he did and Jaden Reed was one of the benefactors of love doing well but also helped love do well finishes wide receiver 23 the Packers offense seems to like it actually has a lot of options um when when you think about all their young receivers but he seemed to be the guy that that stepped forward and and became the guy he did now i'm terrible about taking packers players would you take Jaden Reed
2: I think I would take Jaden Reed. I mean, coming in as a rookie this season and the chemistry he's building with Love.
0: Yeah. It's going to keep going. I do.
2: I think that that's only going to improve. Yeah. Especially if Jordan Love is the real deal there.
1: Yeah.
2: Somebody's got to benefit from that.
1: Yeah. What are your thoughts on Jaden Reed? Yeah. I'm a big Jaden Reed guy. Uh, I think he's my second most rostered. Um, dynasty asset. He just end nice. of the second round last last year. I was just psh, every time. Um, <laughs> was, I was big fan, and I, I know that he just was on a really really bad offense. But I really mm-hmm. believed in the talent, and you saw it. Um, great rookie year. Um, you know, and it was not as good as Puka, of course. But right. from an average standpoint, it was a good year. And uh, I think that you know this guy can develop even more. I like how they design. Touches for this guy
2: mm-hmm. very
1: much Debo Samuel. I think Field Yates called him the Wisconsin Debo. Mm-hmm. Um, he just they they use him in the jet sweeps, they use him in bubble screens, they find ways to get him the ball. And that's what I really like about about Jaden Reed. It's not a guy that you're like, okay, well, he's going to get no touches. No, like they find a way to get him touches. And so, um, you know, and he's pretty consistent producer, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure.
0: Now. Correct me if I'm remembering wrong, but you're a Giants fan, right? I am a Giants fan. All right. So we have to throw this guy on there. Um, Didn't do much this year, but Jalen Hyatt uh, (laughs) finished wide receiver 98. A lot of question marks around the Giants and and what they're going to do, what they're even going to look like moving forward. Uh, It sounds like Barkley could be out. I think Dan Jones is still their guy, and we've both been high on Dan Jones
1: we for the been. most
0: part. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously he got injured this year, but mm-hmm. um, what do you think about Jalen Hyatt? I mean, obviously wide receiver 98, you, you would think he could only go up, but is he going to be a fantasy asset or just kind of a, eh, he's on the waivers when I have a bunch
1: of bye weeks and I'm going to pick him up? Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, they're likely going to draft a receiver in the first round, whether it's Malik neighbors or Roman Dunze. And um, he's already going to go down the depth chart. Um, He is a more of a best ball guy because he is he's not going to get a lot of targets, but he is going to get the high volume deep targets. I'm more interested in like a Wandale Robinson than Mm -hmm. a Jalen Hyatt, but Jalen Hyatt. I'm not interested for fantasy purposes. Yeah. Mm I had some high hopes for him, but, um, obviously did not pan out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I did too. Uh, I thought, man, this, this guy's going to open up this offense, but you know, when you can't block anybody that that's the
0: problem. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mentioned our Jersey giveaway of JSN. We also got a Darren Waller one coming up for, for giants fans. Um, I know, uh, You'll have to fight Kramer for that one because he gave me the eyes with it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got Darren Waller. Uh, speaking of tight ends, let's switch over. Yeah. I've dubbed you the tight end expert because you always seem to be on the tight end, like call them very correctly, starting with the first, the number one tight end in the league
2: who you were all over. I yeah. was. I grabbed him in every single league that I possibly could. Um, And he did. He finished tight end one this season. I didn't see him finishing I saw him as a future tight end one. I did the talent a year or two I didn't yeah. know it was gonna be <laughs> so quickly um but I think i don't know i I like what the lions offense is doing and the way they're utilizing him. he's consistent yeah uh, he to me he's gonna be a still if i didn't hadn't already had him in my keeper leagues i would be targeting target him yeah
0: Mm -hmm. um i agree i mean iowa tight ends that they tend to be great he filled in right where tj hawkinson kind of left uh, Mm -hmm. when they traded him away last year and laporta i think i think he could be even better what are your thoughts on sam laporta
1: Yeah, I mean, Laporta was great. I think the only concern with him is that he had a lot of his touchdown heavy on his production. Mm -hmm. So you didn't see a whole lot of games where he had over 50 yards. And so you're going to see some regression in the touchdown department. But are you going to see that bounce back as far as the yardage? And, you know, he got more involved as the season went on. He didn't start off right off the bat hot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, Sam Laporta's not coming off the field. He's an Iowa tight end, so he knows how to block. Yeah. Which, on the field all the time and this team as of now doesn't have a second option outside of him and Amon Ross St. Brown so um you know I think he's a perfect fit in this offense and I think that you know I think he's gonna be a stud he is he's going to 10 and 1 so um you're getting no discount at all <laughs> no. and so you're literally buying him at peak value and you're gonna have to so Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, la- last year, the combine, I got, I got to shoot the first question off for Sam LaPorta. So he's got a little he answered my question first. So he's got a little extra <laughs> love from me. I love that. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: awesome. Um, probably puts you in a bit of predicament because you're a Sam LaPorta lover, but you're also a Travis Kelsey lover. If it comes down to it, what are you taking first?
2: I am taking LaPorta value. Laporta. Okay. Long-term value.
0: Well, even if it, let's say it's redraft, you still taking LaPorta.
2: I yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> I am.
0: <laughs> How about you redraft taking Laporta?
1: Um I I don't know. I, I may uh I may fall back and get Mark Andrews a couple rounds later at this yeah. price. But yeah, if I had to choose Laporta or Kelsey, redraft Kelsey, obviously in Dynasty, Laporta's the number one.
0: Yeah, got it. Um, This is probably the only other, I mean, really, if you look at it, the other rookie tight end that made an impact, Dalton Kincaid for the Bills. Uh, I didn't think he would have an impact right away because of Dawson Knox, but Knox is a guy that while he seems to contribute to the team, he doesn't seem to take away or contribute enough fantasy-wise. Dalton Kincaid finished tight end 12, uh, especially with Knox dealing with injuries. I think he could move up from this because that's a it's a high, fast-moving offense. They pass it a lot. Josh Allen is crazy, um, and he likes throwing to the tight ends. So I think Kincaid could go up. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I love Kincaid. Um, when it comes down to it, Diggs could be out of town. This could be a whole different-looking offense next year. Um, but Kincaid offers you – and, you know, everyone talking about Brock Bauer's size, by the way, both Sam Laporta and Kincaid are under 6'4. So, like, you're, you're okay. Yeah. And uh, Kincaid, 12, tight end 12. Like, how many rookie tight ends have been top 12 in the last 12 years? Yeah. Kyle Pitts. Like, that's it. Yeah. And so, like, that was a really, really good year. It just was overshadowed by Sam Laporta. Kincaid is going to be a stud. Yeah.
0: Agreed. Um, I don't know if we need to spend a lot of time on the other guys. We got Michael Meyer, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, and then Darnell Washington, which had a lot of hype, but he's more of a blocking guy.
2: Yeah, and I don't know if I see any of these guys being like super fantasy relevant. I really, I'm a strong believer in your top like five, six tight ends. You need to target one of them yeah. <laughs> to have the fantasy relevance. Because we, when we were breaking down the tight ends the end of the season here there's a big drop off in fantasy points after yeah. titan i think it was like titan five this yeah, year
0: four or five yeah for
1: sure um any of those guys get you excited as far as fantasy next year no i mean we, we it'd be nice to know what the packers are going to do because if you combine those two like tucker craft and luke musgrave that mm-hmm. was a really good season true um but if they're going to coexist and eat into each other's value then it's hard Michael Mayer, um, I think he could be more interesting moving forward. Um, I was never in an on Washington. If you watched any of our shows, I would tell mm-hmm. Brad. I mean, he is just an extra tackle. Yeah, I um, mean, he is a massive dude, and yeah, he might catch a seam ball once or twice a year, but like, he is a blocker. And um, mm-hmm. he went and lost twenty five pounds to go to the combine and run fast, and everyone was like, "Wow!" I'm like. This guy played it like two eighty seven, two ninety. Yeah. Like he's he's a lineman. Um, but yeah, it'd be really interesting to see because if Tucker Craft or Luke Musgrave was by themselves, we would all be very interested. But because they're together, we don't know who is mm-hmm. going to be the guy. Yeah, you know, I'd probably be more interested in Tucker Craft He's probably cheaper. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, you're right. There really isn't anything else. But Michael Mayer is a guy that you know might be interested in buying low.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, real quick, before we get you out of here, let's do a little rapid fire um, of the rookies we talked about for quarterbacks. CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. Which one are you taking first? Stroud.
2: Stroud. Same. Absolutely. For me, <laughs>
0: it's closer probably than it should be with Anthony Richardson because of his elite rushing ability. Um, if he could stay healthy, I could see him putting up fantasy-wise as many points. But it's close uh this one's probably really easy but bijan or jameer gibbs what do you think
1: yeah i i'm mean, it's bijan for me but it's not that easy um yeah. and then if you like if we did get to look at it and there was a round difference or something that give me gibbs they're really close
2: mm-hmm. how about you i'm leaning more towards bijan bijan
0: I'm was a Bajan hater to start with. I'll stick on that train, but I don't like Gibbs either because he's a lions, <laughs> but um, yeah, you can't I,
1: do that. I know. I know. <laughs>
0: um, I, it sounds like from what you're saying, value wise, they're going pretty similar. They're so I think you have to go back. with Bajan um, just because I think he's going to take more of the workload than he had last year. And I think Jameer Gibbs will kind of remain the same with Monty taking some of that uh, wide receivers. I, I'm sure we'd probably all say Puka, so let's do Jordan Addison or let's do Addison Flowers or Dell. Mm. Which one of you want to lead? I already know you're gonna say tank Dell. You well, love... I'm
2: between <laughs> Dell and Addison. Addison.
0: All right.
1: I think. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's I'm sticking with that answer. <laughs>
1: How about you? <laughs> oh man. It's it's a really tough one. I I'm gonna go with Addison. Mm-hmm. On this one, um, but it is it's it's a tough one.
0: I'm going to mm-hmm. take Tank as well, just because I love CJ Stroud, and I think that they're going to just keep rising together. Um, and then I think we'll probably all say Sam Laporta for rookie tight or 2023 rookie tight ends. Oh, yeah. But would
2: uh, I do think Kincaid has some great value there? Yeah,
0: if you don't want to spend that, if you don't first want tight end to, spot, yes, basically, yeah. Then
2: I do think Kincaid is.
0: Yeah, I agree. Dave, thanks for joining us. Why don't you tell everybody
1: uh, what you're up to, where they can find you, all that good stuff? Yeah, well, if you're interested in 2024 rookies, I just put out a five-round beast of an article. Uh, It's a five-round Superflex Rookie Mock Draft, and I put my rankings in there as well as some ADP to let you know kind of where the rookies are going. And, uh, yeah, uh, check out my uh, my stuff on SportsKillingPodcast.com.
0: Yeah, I can nice. say personally, it is a good, really good article and a really good asset to have next to you while you're trying to learn all the rookies, um, especially for, I mean, not everybody watches college ball. So a lot of people, all these names are kind of new to them and they're like, who, you know, so um, there's a lot of good info in there. I, I really enjoyed it. Do you have anything else you want to add?
2: I well, just thank you so much for coming on the show with us and sharing some of your fantasy wisdom there.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, Appreciate the fun. invite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to have you back, especially to talk rookies. Um, Dave is extremely knowledgeable when it comes to the rookies dynasty aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you hear back
1: on if your your combine credentials got approved yet? I actually checked before the show. It's pending still. So we're pending. we're still waiting. Uh, I'm like, come on, man. It's in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So like, right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't got a book, uh, plan or anything. I just got to drive there, but like people that got to book planes and stuff, or if they're waiting, that's got to suck.
0: Well, fingers crossed and make sure you give yes. Dave a follow. Cause that was awesome coverage last year. I love seeing, um, just seeing the the insight you got from watching everybody at the combine, the questions you got to ask—I mean, that was really really cool. I was major jealous over here. She can she can testify <laughs> yes. to the
1: fact is like, oh
0: look at this—he's asking so and so a question.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Like the question I asked like the most people was, you know, what teams have you met with? And Laporta right off the bat was like, yeah, I've met with almost everybody. But as far as like, um, like the after they're called, but like the the special meetings, like the. Yeah. You know, like teams only get like thirty guys that they can have like one-on-ones with, and Detroit, Miami, were the first two that he mentioned. Then he ends up going there, and I talked to Charbonnet. Charbonnet says Seattle and New England, and he ends up going to Seattle.
0: Nice, that's that's awesome insight mm-hmm. for people that might do their rookie drafts before the the draft takes place, because then they can kind of think, well, he might end up in one of these places, and then get mm-hmm. an idea of how they're going to fit in the offense and everything.
1: Yeah, there was a few, like with running backs, every single running back said they met with the Saints. Every single running back said they met with the Titans. So I knew the Titans and and the Saints. I thought the Eagles because everyone said the Eagles, but then the DeAndre Swift thing happened, and then they didn't draft one. But, like, everybody. And then, like, I got to play uh, H.N. off of Gibbs because they were next to each other in the podium. So I I told Gibbs, I said, you know, I just talked to Devon H.N. He said he's the best receiving back in the class. Um, what are your thoughts about that? And then just told the other guy the same thing. And then uh, Gibbs talked about his uh interviews. I said, Does any weird stuff happen that like that you didn't expect? And he was like, Yeah, like they made me play darts and ping pong with Cowboys and the Eagles. <laughs> um, and the Eagles made him uh shoot like baskets too, they did like they like, yeah. did like uh, um, whatever it's called, yeah, but yeah,
0: sounds like definitely sounds like a thing the Cowboys would do. It surprised me with the Eagles, but for some reason that just. Oh, uh, let's shoot darts. That just seems like the Cowboys. I don't know why. Yeah,
1: I, we asked him like what do you like what do you think you were trying to do? He said maybe just to like see if I was competitive.
0: Yeah, true. All right, well thanks again for yes, joining us. We super you. appreciate it. And uh, yep. yeah, make sure you check out all of Dave's stuff. It's all great content. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Have,
2: have a good one.
0: Murd, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Good to go.
2: I think we are. Good to go A lot of
0: great info from mm-hmm. Dave Make sure you check out all his stuff Go check that article out uh, Go check out the Balcones interview we did with Alex Elrod That was a lot of fun um, yeah, uh, We definitely
2: had a lot of fun with him
0: Yeah My old fashion is gone How's yours?
2: It's here, but it will be gone
0: <laughs> Going once Going twice
2: Sold